And hello, everybody. Welcome to The Way of the Truth Warrior. I'm your host, David Whitehead, and I am super excited about today's show. We have a fantastic guest lined up for you. We have the great, the one and only, Mr. Kid Carson. And what an amazing guy, uh, local here to British Columbia, where I live. And uh, he was fired for speaking the truth, for speaking his mind. And so um, before we bring him on, I just want to play a few minutes of the speech that got the man banned. And it's an amazing speech. I can't believe we live in a time where in my country of Canada, somebody is not permitted to say this amazing stuff on the air uh, that he did. And so um, we're going to play a little bit of that for you. And then I'm going to bring him in. I also just want to quickly draw your guys' attention. I just dropped a bombshell interview that I did yesterday with Dr. Judy Mikovits. You have to go and check that out. It is imperative. It's on all my channels. You can get it on my Rumble, my BitChute. Uh, it's everywhere. Telegram. I'm making clips of it. The information that she shares is just amazing. And uh, just putting it out there. We need the other side. That's what independent media is, is we're here to give you the other side of the story that you're not getting from the lamestream bought and paid for media. And we're, our goal is the truth. And our goal is freedom. And as you can see, I'm wearing my Truth and Freedom Matter shirt today because they do matter. They do matter. Without those two ingredients, we don't have a life worth living. So that's what we're fighting for here. Um, and I'm excited to talk to my guest about that as well. So without further ado, let me just play a few minutes for you so you can get a feel for today's guest. Here we go. Good morning, radio buddies. Uh, we've had some fun this morning, but I got to be honest, my heart is, is heavy and it's been heavy for a very long time. Um, you know, I host a radio show. I'm expected to talk about all sorts of things, but it seems I have to avoid talking about all the things that really matter. And it's especially hard with the thing that's happening in Ottawa. It's like, uh, am I supposed to talk about it? Am I allowed to talk about it? Can I say something without getting in trouble? And, and so I end up just coming in here. I walk into the studio, put on my headphones, and I think, okay, here I am. What silly, stupid thing that doesn't really matter can I talk about today? <laughs> uh, it just and it, it weighs heavy on me not to share my honest feelings and commentary about what's happening around us. And, and you know, I used to kind of mention little things here and there, political things about what's happening in the pandemic, and I would do that. And it ended up just wearing down the relationship I had with my bosses, to be honest. And, you know, one morning, like six months ago, I shared my my uh, opposition to the passports. And it was never really the same again after that. Things really changed. I, I paid a very heavy uh, price for saying that. And I uh, begged for forgiveness to the people that uh, that needed me to say that. I promised I wouldn't say anything else controversial or post anything about it on Instagram. And, and you know, my, my opposition to mandates and passports, those things would just stay locked in my head. And, you know, because I wanted to protect myself, protect my co-host, protect our families from unemployment. But honestly, I just feel like a piece of me died. I, I feel like I became like a, a sellout or something. I don't know what the right word is, but uh, I just feel so many things I want to say. And, uh, you know, but there's there's a price to pay when you do. If you're not going along with what everyone else is saying, you know, this radio show sucks without another point of view. The whole media landscape sucks without another point of view. It's just like the last six months have felt like the, the, the crazy person in media, you know? No one is, I mean, is no one else going to speak up and say that this is kind of crazy? 
You know, I just feel like I'm trying to stay on my best behavior so that I can be liked again, so that I can keep my job. In, instead of doing what we are all supposed to be doing, which is having passionate discussions about the insanity that's happening around us. It's insane. It's like we've been set up to bicker with each other over issues that, although are powerful and valid, they're, they're meant to distract us from going down that rabbit hole that's, that'll wake us up to the manipulation that's taking place. You know, like, if you think the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa is a racist movement, you have been tricked. You've been fooled. You know, what we need to realize is that it takes real eyes to recognize real lies. I'll say that again. We need to realize it takes real eyes to recognize real lies. This isn't about race or health or Nazi flags or masks. It's about trying to keep our children off a digital ID that will control every aspect of their lives. That can be switched off at any time. But that's the crazy me coming out, so <laughs> I, won't, uh, I won't go there. You know, my God, if you only knew, you'd be so mad. But, you know, I'll be the one that gets mocked for doing my own research. <laughs> wow. All right. That goes on for a few more minutes, guys. I highly recommend you check out the full clip. I just posted it on my Telegram. You can follow me there at DW Truth Warrior. Uh, the man's a legend, and I have nothing but respect for him having the courage to on a mainstream radio network. You have no idea how big this guy is in Canada. He's been doing this for a long time. Um, and to have someone like this get booted for just speaking the, just the truth right there is incredible. But I think that there's a silver lining to all this, but let me bring the man into the room. There he is the one and only kid Carson kid. Thank you so much for joining me on truth warrior. Welcome to censorship free media. Speak freely, brother, speak your mind. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you, David. Yeah. You can imagine these poor people tuning in to hear the latest hit by Bruno Mars. And then they got this crazy DJ rambling out <laughs> about digital IDs. <laughs> but good was, for you for dropping that there. I was so glad you went there, and I can I know why they fired you. I did some I did time in Hollywood, man. I was working with History Channel and a bunch of big shows, and um, I don't think they're going to be calling me back uh, after I made my opinions known. But yeah. I feel like now that I'm doing this independent media, I've been doing this for a while, but it was more of a hobby, and now it's my career. Now it's my mission. Um, I feel like being able to speak freely and just share your thoughts and your mind. And as you said, give people another perspective. That's mm -hmm. so key. Is that one of the reasons, is that one of the big things that really motivated you to just say, you know what, I know I'm going to get in shit for this, but I'm going to speak it anyways, was just the fact that people are not getting the full story, you know? Well, part of my job is to connect with people, um, build a relationship with my audience so they keep tuning in morning after morning, and uh, it, it's, it's a relationship. And so at a certain point, you start to feel like, wow, my audience is going to really start to think that I'm living in la-la land or that I'm really disconnected from reality or not dialed in at all because I wasn't talking about what was happening in Ottawa, which is the huge uh, freedom convoy with all these trucks. And this was a movement building and building and day after day after day. And then the trucks were showing up in Ottawa and it's become this massive thing and people are waking up and everyone is on Instagram seeing this, you know, peace and love and kids in bouncy castles and free food and, and dancing and playing hockey in the streets and Canadian flags. It was like Canada day on speed. It was, it was incredible. And then you turn into our mainstream media and it's so, it was insane the way they painted it as a, a racist group who had 
went to our capital city to overthrow the government. And <laughs> so just and and my boss, what because I had um been outspoken in the past about masks and mandates and various things that made my management uh, very nervous. They just pulled me aside right away and said, Hey, this, uh, Ottawa thing. Um, don't mention it. And I, wow. and I thought, man, like it just, uh, uh, I just started to wither inside. And so, you know, I didn't, I, my contract was coming up for renewal when your contracts almost up for renewal. That's when you should be on your best behavior, right? Mm, yeah. And totally. so here I am going, oh man, I've got like a month and a half until my contract. Um, this is just, it's at the boiling point in Ottawa. Um, I just, and the, I just wasn't feeling good about myself. And people were DMing me because my audience knows where I sit with certain things. And so they're going, hey, dude, like, why are you not speaking out against this? And you know, you start to not feel good about yourself. And you start to feel like it, like I said, a sellout. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but you just don't feel good in your own skin. Right. And so finally, I just, uh, yeah, as you played, I went on a, as the, what the mainstream media has called a conspiracy lace tirade. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> These people are hilarious. I make fun of them every day. It was crazy. I had no idea. I was on like the five o'clock news on like the big news channel in Canada. We have a, you know, one of our state media uh, companies is called CTV and then one of our big, you know, uh, you know, the province newspaper did a big thing on me and, and a, a bunch of the very popular blogs in Canada, um, you know, painted me like, you know, Kid Carson uh, goes on wild, you know, conspiracy uh, rant. And it was it was quite amazing. But uh, anyways, this is what happens when you, I guess, speak out. We're learning. Well, exactly. And it's happened to so many. It's happened also, as I'm sure you've been following, it's happened to thousands, literally thousands of highly regarded doctors and scientists and researchers. And I got into this about 18 years ago. I had a passion for ancient history and all the mysteries of history. And I also really loved comparative religion, mythology, those kind of subjects. And I started to see, you know, you interview people like Dr. Robert Schock and you know, all these guys that are coming out saying, yeah, they're, they're censoring our archaeological research. They're censoring our ability to publish papers that contradict the Smithsonian Institute or whatever. And you go, wow. So that's, that's what kind of got me into going, okay, there's something wrong in the world of science where science used to be this field of open investigation where it was like the wild west. You know, if you can prove it, you win the day and you can change your hypothesis. You know, that sounds like a great thing. And then it, ju it just, it got, it's like the market got cornered and then this leaks into the media and the education system and you start to see it. And of course the media that is paid by the government and paid by these corporations, you know, these pharmaceutical companies, et cetera, they, they can't come out and, and allow a host like yourself to come out and ruin the party. If mm. they've got financial interests in having one particular narrative put out to the world. Mm -hmm. And so the minute you kind of crack open the door of a lot of this deception, manipulation, um, call it what you want, uh, you, it just, it just keeps opening and opening and opening. And you realize this is everywhere. It's like a virus, you know, this mm. virus of trying to censor, and we don't even have to call it the truth right now. We can just call it censoring the inquiry of the truth, which is, I think mm. even worse where not everybody on my show is going to agree with every position that I personally have or every guest I bring on. But they watch this show because they know that there's freedom in the discussion. Like, I'm not trying to tell people 
I have the truth. You must listen to me. That's the media's job. I'm trying to say, hey, have you heard this side of the story yet? Did you hear about the actual footage from Ottawa from the trucker convoy with all this amazing stuff you're talking about? Or did you see these other scientists that they're not going to show you on the CBC? And that way you can make your own mind up and then, you know, that's freedom, right? But of course they don't want that. And was that something you noticed for a while working uh, with the radio station you were with? Oh yeah. I mean, I've been red pilled for, you know, maybe at least 10 or 15 years. Um, so man. yeah, I mean, and I think people, and you know, like a lot of people, uh, 9-11 was a huge one because it was such a sloppy job and you go, oh, you go, oh my God. And, and you realize that the, the media must've been involved in, in telling that, that story. There was a narrative there and you go, oh my God, if the media could lie about that, then what else is there? And like you was also a fan of like, uh, ancient, uh, ancient history. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that stuff too. And you, and you start to realize the knowledge that they had, um, you know, this, the hidden, uh, the, the, the hidden sacred knowledge. And you go, it's not like that just went away. It just was kept really, you know, more secretive. And so there, I, I do, I agree with you. There's a certain group of people that are like, really, they've got it all figured out and knowledge is power. And it's much better if, um, if they are the only ones with the knowledge so that they can better control us. And it's really smart the way, and kudos to them. It's really smart the way they've set this up um, because, True. you know, it's the fear that makes us end up policing each other. So they kind of set the stage and then us little minions all run around, you know, policing each other while they sit back and just, you know, watch it crash and burn. Like, um, like for so, example, yeah. like the radio station that I worked at, it's not like my direct boss is in on the conspiracy. No. He's just terrified because he's under the impression that no one wants to hear this other point of view. And he's afraid that we're going to lose ratings, audience. Uh, the bottom line is going to be affected. And so it's like, sh shut up about that stuff. You know, so it's because uh, every people tend to think, well, not that many people could be involved and in trying to hide or, you know, I mean, I know your audience is uh, pretty open to what's going on, but um, that's the biggest thing I get is, well, how could everyone be, everyone be involved? And I say, well, it's not like that. It's, uh, you know, everyone is just instructed on how to respond to an emergency and then they drop in the fake emergency and then everyone just responds as if it's real, believing that it's real, you know? Um, Anyways, I'm rambling now. I tend to do that. Well, you're here to ramble, brother. You go for it. I was just, <laughs> as you're talking, it's been something I've been bringing up a lot. I actually went in front of Czech News and did a speech and broke this down so that, you know, I don't know if they heard it. They were all hiding behind the glass. They were afraid to come out and have a discussion. Of course. Um, but, you know, I, and I'm trying to get a discussion going with these people. I've told them, come on here. Let's have a discussion. Let's have a debate. They don't want to have a debate. It's weird. But anyways, um, I was thinking about this in terms of compartmentalization. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at the military structure where it's a chain of command, everybody's on a need to know basis. They know what they need to know, but there's a central command that has all the information of the objectives that they're trying to achieve. And this is how it works. It's, it's compartmentalization. So no, not every doctor, nurse, media guy, producer, corporate, it's not everybody that works for Google, not everybody that works for Facebook, not even everybody that works under Bill Gates, you know, or whatever is, is, is like directly involved with any kind of nefarious thing. The way any mafia or criminal organization works is that they tightly control who knows what. 
And uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. And then when people tell me, how could everybody be involved in this conspiracy thing? I'm like, you're involved, bro. I mean, you're following exactly what they're saying without questioning it. That means you're in on it. You don't yeah. even know. I mean, all the people that were buying everything that Hitler was selling them in Germany were in on it, whether they knew it or not, because they were under the spell of that leader or Jim Jones, you know, with the Jonestown massacre or uh, take your pick. And it was really weird because right before the this whole pandemic thing happened, I was doing a show. I was doing a show on the show, The Unexplained with William Shatner. And they wanted to do this show on cults. And so they brought me down to LA and we went to this place called the Museum of Death. And it's like where all the relics of, uh, you know, the darkest cults and freaky serial killers and all that were. And they wanted to bring, I had to do all this research on all these cults. And so that was, that research was in my head. The pandemic happens and all of a sudden, just the way the messaging came across, it was just purely the words, the messaging. And I went, I also knew who we were dealing with here with the World Health Organization and all that stuff. But I was like, oh, my God, it's uncanny. It's the same methodology that they used in Heaven's Gate and all these other big cults, which I so I was like, wow. And I, at first I'm like, no, I'm I'm superimposing that. So I, I have to stay objective. So I did as best I could. But the more evidence we got, the more facts that came out, I started seeing these doctors and, and people right away questioning mm -hmm. things. And I'm like, well, that's normal. We should have, that's science. And then you see them all just getting censored, shut down, slander. Mm. And you're like, okay, something big's happening. So yeah, that's kind of my time. reading on it. What was it for you? I mean, you said you've been doing this research for about 15 years or so. What was it that really made you go, all right, something's not right with the world. Where's Morpheus? I got to take the red pill. <laughs> What's happening? You know, and then tell us about what was it with the pandemic that made you go, I'm not sure if everything they're telling us is on the up and up. Well, real quick, before I jump into that, um, just kind of uh, what you just said reminded me of something I saw on Instagram yesterday, which was, and again, who knows what's what? None of us really know the full story, but there are things that make you go, wow, that's yeah. crazy. And it was uh, the last two years. Um, it was a, a basically a montage of all the posters and commercials and ads for, you know, keep your social distance. Um, do we're doing the rights for the greater good, all these different things. And they were all themed this, uh, bright blue and bright yellow color, all the posters, commercials, everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we've had that fed into our psyche for two years. And then suddenly you realize it's the colors of the, of the flag for Ukraine. Right. And then they started showing all these ads, you know, and, and posts of like, uh, you know, people painting their faces and like, you know, and I started to go, right? I, you just start to go, man, I don't know if there's anything there, but it's very strange that suddenly we've switched right out of pandemic mode, right into war mode. And it's almost like our brains are just ready to accept without question, whatever the nar narrative is of the, of the mainstream media. And, and color is, you know, color is a pretty powerful thing. If you research that, you know, like smell and, and sound and, and color are huge with uh, getting into your psyche. Anyways, I just want to throw that in there. About how sometimes I got to see this are, video that makes yeah. that crazy because if you look to before the pandemic, there were many things that I started to notice where they were seeding the public mind with this whole concept. I mean, just starting with like the 2012 Olympic closing ceremonies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you watch, oh. If you watch that, just oh. watch it. You're like, what in the actual, you know, and then and then they start. It was like right in 2020. They put the movie Contagion on Netflix with Matt Damon. Right. And then they put this documentary series that was 
financed by Bill Gates and Barack Obama the, on pandemics. And then, of course, Event 201. And then, you know, I'm sure there are, people have done like whole things on um, just the, the seeding of the media and the culture before the big announcement. And of course, those colors, you know, it's interesting when you get into colors and symbolism, which is massive for this, because this is the language that a lot of these people speak. Um, they kind of leave their gang signs everywhere is these colors, the blues, you know, look at the colors of the UN and the World Health Organization. Um, look at all the people panicking like crazy right now over Ukraine. Like when you're standing, like, hey, look, I got to say this right away because you brought it up. I stand with any innocent person in the line of fire of their government or some other government, whether they're mm -hmm. Russian, whether they're Ukrainian, whether they're black, white, I don't care. I stand with the people, okay? Because mm -hmm. we're the pawns on this chessboard. We're caught in the crossfire of these gang warfares that keep happening. However, that said, when I start to see all the same people and all the same media organizations that told us to double mask our kids, to give them three jabs that haven't got any long-term safety and have record numbers of injuries already, that told us to hide under our beds, to close our businesses, our small businesses, while Walmart, Target, Costco, Amazon got to make trillions of dollars and loot our economy. Those same people are telling you, don't be waving those Canadian flags like those evil Nazi truckers. You better go wave the Ukrainian flag. That's an approved protest. And even though I might say, yeah, go protest the Ukraine thing. But two days before they announced that, we had 7 million Canadians or more all over the country telling the government, hey, stop breaking our laws. We need to restore the rule of law and the charter and our freedom again. We caught, we're on to it. We want to have a discussion. And they just go, nope, let's send in the green shirt Gestapo, clear all the truckers out, demonize them, throw everybody in jail without due process. And then now Trudeau has the balls to go over in, in Europe and start lecturing them on democracy. Like yeah. all, it doesn't take a rocket science scientist to figure out that there's something going on, you know? Dude, it's, it's, it's angering. You know, you can really let it get under your skin when you see people uh, who just can't connect the dots, you know? And I, I try to go to a place of empathy where I go, okay, the average yeah. person is working two jobs. They're trying to take care of their kids. They don't have time to do anything more than just even just catch a headline of mainstream news. So that's, that's what keeps me sane um, is just having empathy for people that don't get it. Cause man, you read some of those comments and you just, you just, it's mind numbing, dude. It is mind -numbing. mind numbing. Yeah. But what are you doing now? Maybe tell us the story. What happened after that? Like I, I'm curious kind of the behind the scenes fly on the wall of what happened after you dropped that epic rant on your show, which was brilliant by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, well, uh, my my general manager showed up at the door of the, the booth of the radio station, kind of peeked his head in and said, do you want to uh, catch up in my office? And I said, sure, just let me grab every single thing that I own first. And so I just grabbed like <laughs> my headphones. I grabbed my favorite pen. I you got, got that mic, the SM7B, you get that? Right, got all my stuff. I'm just like, all right, walking down the hall behind him to his office. I thought, okay, well, you know, this is it. And uh, yeah, so sure enough, I sat down in his office and it was a, a very nice, um, I mean, you know, they're, they're nice. I wouldn't slam these people because they, they, they put food on my table for the last two years. You know, I've got three kids. They believed in me. They hired me. They put my face on billboards and buses and, you know, so, you know, they're just, they're scared. They're just scared like most people are. But yeah, of course they just said, well, 
So I think today was probably your last day. And I said, okay, you know, it's not what I'd hoped for, obviously. Um, and then you get to come home and tell your wife that you don't have a job anymore. <laughs> oh my it's one God. of those things. So, uh, but, but you know what, it, it's that feeling that I'm sure you've experienced it too. When you first start to speak your truth, it's like, man, I just felt like a thousand pounds off my shoulders, you know, for people that are listening to your audience or watching or listening, who are unsure if they can speak up at work, man, I'll tell you when you do, you feel so good in your own skin. And then the, your tribe shows up for you. They really do. It's like, when you speak your truth, it's like you give other people permission to also speak their truth. Cause a lot of people want to say something, but they're just afraid to. So when they see someone with balls, uh, metaphorically speaking for some of us, um, you, you, you give other people permission to come out and like say, yeah, you know what? Maybe that, yeah, maybe we should take this mask off or, you know, whatnot. So anyways, um, that's kind of how it went down. And then I'll tell you, um, I really expected a lot of blowback, but for the first three or four days, it would, there, there was so much love. It gave, oh, it restored so much. Oh man. I had a lump in my throat. Honestly, dude, I, 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 I cried a couple times, man, because I, yeah. you know, you're, you're scared. You're out of a job. Um, you're, you're worried. Everyone's going to hate you. And, uh, you know, the, the news, they might freeze your bank accounts. They might freeze right? your bank account. You don't right? know. <laughs> I, I get so many nice messages. And like my Instagram followers went from like 30,000 to like, you know, now I've, now I've broke 70,000 and it's been a couple of weeks. But that first week I was, um, I was amazed. I felt, I felt like, okay, I felt more relevant, um, doing speaking the truth online than I have for like the last two years of doing like mainstream pop radio. I felt like people cared, you know, for the first time. And who cares about the local hack on the morning show going, hey, everybody, who wants to win $500? You know? <laughs> That's good. That's what I'm doing. You're now like, hey, everybody, who wants to be free and learn the truth about <laughs> yeah, like, how the world You can't is. handle the truth. Yeah, it's it's like suddenly people are passionate about what you're saying, and it really just uh, lifted my spirits. So although I'm in a, I'm in a bit of a sketchy place right now because, you know, um, you know, I've got to now make, I'm going to hopefully offline get some tips from you on how to make a living out of this. I was going to um, offer, by the way, I've got a doorway into something I think you could do even better than you did with your job, but we'll talk after I'll help you out, brother. For is, sure. it, it, is it selling Tupperware containers? <laughs> totally. That's all you're going to do from now good. on is just sell Tupperware, just lids, the lids only just a new <laughs> Tupperware good. lid. No, no, no. We got, I got, so I got some good ideas for you. This is I what know. happened to me. So I got so I was deplatformed from my television career, deplatformed from uh, my martial art business that I had with my wife. That's that was our main source of income here, um, which was really sad because we were teaching kids and women and men of all ages how to be healthy, how to live a healthy lifestyle, so they can fight any disease. How to have a healthy mindset, you know. But of course, that was deemed by Bonnie Henry as being uh, somehow dangerous. But so mm -hmm. they shut that down. Um, I immediately swung over to what I was doing part time, which was my show. I went full-time with it. And then immediately I started getting the bans from like Facebook, YouTube, like just bang, bang, Patreon, PayPal, mm -hmm. like just for, I inter I'm interviewing doctors, man. I'm interviewing experts. I'm interviewing people that assess politics at a high level. You know, we're not just talking to, we're not just talking out of our butts, you know, and I got censored everywhere. So I went, okay, that's hitting my bottom line. Cause I'm not reaching the following that I had built. Um, so I'm so grateful for the platforms we're on right now. You know, Foxhole brought me in, uh, D live Twitch Rockfin is a killer. You got to get on Rockfin. Mm. You'll do very mm -hmm. well there. Um, and many other formats. And then the people, the people that listen to this show saved my life. Uh, the people that listen to my show supported me. They shared all my content. They, uh, 
they they bought some of the stuff that I was pitching on my show, which I try to source really good sponsors and things like that. They uh, they gave donations to my series and everything, and th- that's that's what got me through. And so I have nothing but gratitude for those people. And I'm really glad to hear that after you spoke your mind and let that weight drop that you got the support. That's what I was wondering. Cause mm-hmm. I'm sure there's always flack because you reach such a wide audience, but it's just like those truckers. They, they just put a flag in the ground and went honk honk who's with us freedom or what? And we mm-hmm. saw Canada respond and then inspire the world. Well now every time they deplatform someone like yourself, uh, look what they did to, to Rogan. They tried to deplatform him for literally doing something that saved his life. And and they're trying to make him look like the big boogeyman, but all it's doing is doubling his, his support. So mm-hmm. we're at a stage where uh, it's a good thing. It wasn't 10 years ago or five years ago that you got yeah. booted. Now you can actually do better in what we're now calling the independent or alternative space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Just what you said. Um, it, it was great. Cause the first thing I did was, okay, well I'll, I'll do a podcast and I'll get people to subscribe, you know, for like 20 bucks a month. And, you know, 20 bucks is, is a, you know, that's a lot to charge. It's more than Netflix, but I didn't know any better. And I just did it. And a bunch of people went and subscribed. And so that sort of gave me a bit of a cushion like, okay, you know, and I thought, oh, wow, it's, that was very inspiring. And now it's helped me to dream bigger about how I can uh, build a community and interview, uh, you know, kind of do what you're doing, man. I mean, you're, you're so yeah. great at what you do. It's very inspirational. Um, oh, you know, thanks, bro. and the fact that you were doing it, this is a hobby and spreading the truth. Um, as a side gig. I mean, I can't imagine just doing this as a side gig, you know? I mean, it's, it's a lot fun. of work. I just did it cause it was fun. Yeah. I loved it. I'd read a book. I'd pull up a book and I'd be like, I want to talk to this person, yeah. you know? And when I have a show, people are like, yeah, I'll talk to you, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I did. I did it as a love first. Mm-hmm. And it was like what I, why I did martial arts and stuff was I just loved it. And then it became a career. And I think that's mm-hmm. where you can be successful. So now you're primed to triple your audience. Uh, go worldwide and and you the love and the support that you're going to get from these types of people that are on these platforms that we're on, you're just going to blow your mind. Yeah. And um, there's no reason why someone like yourself shouldn't be able to join the new media system. Now, this is the truth media that we're trying to create. We are the media now, brother. Everybody listening right now is the media. All those people that instead of watching fake news CTV, um, went down and wa- and took their iPhone camera and filmed what was going down in Ottawa or, or, or the, the real you know, interactions that people are having and filming them, putting them on TikTok, that is hitting more numbers than any of the fake news will ever dream of hitting because people are primed for the truth right now. People know something's up. They might not know the details, but they feel it in their gut. And that's what it was for me. It was a gut thing. And then my logical brain did the research and it filled those gaps. And people are doing that now exponentially. So we need you. I'm I'm here to tell you, kid, we need you. Mm. We need you on the front lines, speaking your mind, speaking your truth, unedited, uncensored. You're going to go, you'll be the new Canadian Joe Rogan, man. I'm telling you. (laughs) Imagine. Well, all you yeah. need is a shaved head and tattoos and like you're, you're automatically Joe Rogan. You do jujitsu right? and, and do kettlebells yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> I better start training, man. Cause I'm going to let a lot of people down if they, if that bar is set that high. Now he's, he's, you know, arguably one of the greatest content producers on the planet. And I, you know, obviously I'm a huge fan of, of his and uh, you know, he's an inspiration to a lot of us. Um, there's always got to be a guy like that, but it's, it's, um it's amazing. Like just, I got to, a couple of DMs uh, this last uh, week of like women that 
you know, you go in their profile and you can tell they're not people stereotypically judging that would go and listen to a Joe Rogan, but they are someone who used to listen to, uh, you know, Bruno Mars and Katy Perry in the morning on my radio show. Right. And so to have the message that I gave that little rant, um, in that space, um, it's amazing to get the messages of people going, wow, like I'd never even heard this before. Like, I didn't even think of that. I've had my head buried in the sand for the last two years. And then you got me thinking that, yeah, maybe something is, is not right. Cause you know, the average person watches the mainstream news, they rolled up their yeah. sleeve, they got all the jabs, they did all the things and they're just, they don't even think about the fact that there are millions of people that can't even leave the country. Like right. we can't even jump on a plane and go take a trip to Hawaii or do all, or go and watch our kids play hockey or some of these basic things, you know, the average person, cause it's, it's taboo to talk about and everyone's afraid people just going about their, their, their normal lives. And um, so it is great to, uh, to keep spreading the word. And, you know, it's, it's, that's probably been the most rewarding thing is having people go, wow, you've actually made me like think that something maybe might be wrong here. So I'm going to have my demographic. Um, we're all at sort of different levels of understanding. I obviously am not even all the way down the rabbit hole. Every time you seem to go down, it branches off into more forks and you get deeper. It's like an onion. You keep peeling back the layers and I go, Oh my God, it makes it amazing. But I know that probably for my audience, I'll be uh, reaching people who are maybe just kind of awake people who during the, the Ottawa freedom convoy went, wow, something's not right here. The media is lying to me and now what? And so I'm going to try to grab the torch from that point and run with it. And uh, you know, of course, you know how far it goes. I'm sure I can take people. (laughs) It gets pretty crazy. Well, this is yeah. why you're such an important, um, you're in a, such an important position in my opinion. Uh, no pressure. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you, just the fact that you're reaching people that I won't reach because mm-hmm. I'm kind of too far. Like I try to get it pretty general. My show, I, I, I dumb it down a bit. I try to keep it as, you know, as, as, uh, we're not tripping over too many bombs every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also go a lot further down because my audience, they've been with me a long time and, you know, we have to get to that advanced level of things. Um, but for you to be able to, cause I sometimes feel like I'm preaching to the choir, right. When I come on, which I love, I love the choir. You guys are awesome, mm-hmm. but we do need to reach the minds of those people. I mean, we're never going to reach those really close minded Kool-Aid drinking types of people. God bless them. We all hope they wake up. But, uh, the, the people that are sort of in, in the middle, like you're talking about, or, or did it just for whatever reason, didn't even occur to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And for, for you to have access to that is so important. And so like, honestly, any help I can give, um, I'll do it. And you'll find there's gonna be a lot of people that'll come around you. And, and what's cool about what, what I do is sometimes I come on and do my own show by myself. I got some slides or I got some links or news I'm going to share and I just kind of DJ it and have fun. And then other times I bring on a guest and I just let them speak and it, it speaks mm-hmm. for itself. And when you have a really good guest on, that can really make your audience go, wow, it's not even kid telling me this. It's this doctor or this, this mm-hmm. lawyer, or this ex-politician that was behind the scenes and saw some weird stuff or whatever. Um, and that's it's nice to let the, yeah, it's nice to let the guest be the crazy one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, now we're both in the, I crazy, didn't say it. I didn't say it. Yeah. I never said Mike, that. my what? guest said it. <laughs> yeah. They said that this was all going down. Um, so what other, so right now, so you're, you've, so you've got your own paid podcast, you've got a show building. Do you still, did you get a decent size of your audience that followed you? Yeah. I mean, um, 
I mean, probably not the radio station size. I mean, that was a pretty massive uh, morning show. But like I said, probably in three days, I, I gained 40,000 followers on Instagram, which is another whole thing. I go, oh my God, like just trying to keep up with messages. And um, it's a great yeah. problem to have. But you start wondering like, how do like celebrities deal with this when they have millions of followers? Like how do they even, so, and I, you know, just trying to figure people. all that out, trying to yeah. rank, trying to, trying to, you know, wrangle the cats, you know, and, and of course, a lot of the people that are following me are like free thinkers. And, um, and anyways, I'm just getting, um, a lot of feedback from, uh, from an audience that I didn't re even realize was fully there. So, um, I feel like I found my tribe, which is really amazing. And now I'll right. be, um, you know, I've got the paid podcast, but I'm, I'm looking at building a more of a, a community that's, uh, you know, maybe off of, off of Instagram. Cause you know, the big fear is of course the, the censorship and, and all that type of thing. So, that's kind of what I'm, I'm working on now. And of course I get to uh, interview a bunch of amazing guests and, and uh, Dr. Uh, Stephen uh, Pellick, I, I chatted with a, a few days ago. I'm, oh, I'm not cool. sure if you're familiar with him yep. from uh, university of British Columbia. Just, it's like, it's just, it's awesome. It's really awesome. I'm not sure if you've heard, they just made the announcement today. They're going to remove uh, the, the masks and the jab passports in BC. Really? I was wondering what they were going to come out with. Yeah, they just announced it. So I think uh, as of tomorrow, the masks are gone, and oh. then the right, and then the uh, QR code or the uh, yeah QR code scanner thing is gone. I believe April the eighth. So but day after my birthday, dude, hey. this is sick. Hey. They we, they were going to tell us. I'm so glad, guys. I'm hearing this for the first time. You're getting it here from Kid Carson right on the live show. I was waiting because today we knew that uh, Bonnie there was going to come out and make an announcement with no sideburns, dicks there and say something and we didn't know what it was going to be they were supposed to hold us hostage until like june or july or something yeah, like that june and yeah. then she was using the she was echoing the dr tam message of well we could uh, possibly need to build the mandates back up again in the fall you know and you know so we're gonna have to watch these people like a hawk but kid yeah. i've been down in victoria at the ledge every single weekend i missed only one weekend every single weekend with this amazing people, the crowds have been huge. The recent one was absolutely massive. It was massive. We had, I think 7,000 people marching through Victoria wow. with flags. And as we were going, there was people out leaning out of the windows, waving Canadian flags. There was grandmothers holding their kid, the, their grandkids waving at us. Dude, uh, it was amazing. It was so cool. There, the buses went by and people in the buses were like holding their Canadian flags on the windows. Amazing. And it was so huge. And then um, they did some protests right in front of Bonnie Henry's office the last couple of days. Mm. And I had a group come out, uh, a group went out from where I'm in. And I told them, guys, go print off the PDFs of the nine pages of side effects that Pfizer just released. And we know that's just the beginning. Uh, just mm. print it off and just leave them there and make mm. sure everybody knows about it. So I'm wondering if all of this pressure is actually having an effect which means now we kind of have a recipe of how to keep these politicians in check, hopefully. For sure. I, I think that Ottawa really changed it. I think what you, what you were just uh, describing, all these different uh, protests happening, of course. But I mean, there's their whole strategy is, you know, two steps forward, one step back. Oh, yeah. It's like they you see the pressure them. building and they've got to turn that valve a little bit, let us all sort of uh, calm down. And then, because, uh, you know, everyone will be celebrating now. It's going to be a big thing. Yeah. And, um, and then something, I don't know, another variant or something will happen because we know they're not getting rid of these QR code things for good. We no. already know that they're going to introduce the, the nationwide digital ID. And that's been the plan the whole, the whole time. 
Um, yep. I think it's even on, I think it's even on the Ontario website. Someone sent me a screenshot and I thought, no way. And I looked it up and it oh, was yeah. there. And so they're saying right now it's voluntary, but it'll, it'll have everything. It'll have everything about you, your digital ID. You'll have to scan. Um, and although a lot of us will have avoided getting uh, jabbed, you know, we will still be right down the, uh, the, the, the laneway that leads to the social credit score system. So that's why I'm You're not celebrating. Man, I love it. I'm celebrating the fact that I can bring my kids to like their first hockey game. I got two young boys. Um, for the last two years, we haven't been able to do uh, a lot of the fun things. So um, we're just going to live it up between now and for the next few months until the next thing. But um, but yeah, so I'm glad I'm glad I could see your fun reaction to being able to get out there without your code. Isn't it amazing that I'm so excited about just having the ability to have a bare face? And this has been my argument the whole time with all the people that are like, why don't you want to wear the mask? What's the problem? Aside from the debate of it, I just say, guys, bare faces were here first. So yeah. it's you guys that have to make the case that I have to put a piece of whatever cloth over my breathing holes all day and, and all that. And I, I just actually, you should hear Dr. Judy Mikovits's reason why people should not be wearing masks at all. Mm -hmm. um, she breaks it down in scientific language. I can't even comprehend, but it's amazing. But either way, um, the whole argument here for my end is I obviously have my personal, like you, I know this is all about ID 2020 and the great reset and the whole, they used to call it the new world order. They still talk about that in Australia. It's weird. Um, but, uh, a lot of people still think this was just, um, some incompetence in government. Of course, that's, that's mm -hmm. all we can blame. They're just stupid. Right. They don't know what they're doing. And right. I'm like, I don't underestimate these people. They're pawns in the game, but there's a bigger plan. And we know about that. So I 100% agree with you. I'll celebrate the victories. I, give all credit to the truckers and to the amazing people that rallied and finally found the voice. Cause I'm sure you would agree. Like before the truckers in Canada, I, I think two days before the trucker convoy hit, I was talking to my wife about whether we could raise our kids here. I have two young daughters mm. and uh, like, I can't even take them. I can't even watch them in gymnastics. It's like Alcatraz. Mm. You got to buzz in and get, it's crazy. And so, but then the truckers hit and I was like, Oh my God, Canada is not as asleep as I thought. Um, and hope, I think hope that's for the first time in two years. That is, it showed just how many people are onto this, you know? Yeah. Oh man. I, I exact same conversation with my wife, you know, like, well, where would we go? Like my, yeah. my youngest son is four. He was two when this started. You know how much happens between ages of two and four? Like, and then I'm thinking, what if this goes on for another year or two? And then he's going to be six. Like, and I'm going, man, like this is the age, like he's four. This would be the perfect time to fly him to like Disneyland like yeah. the weekend where it's like magic. And it's like, and I go, oh my God, like, uh, are we just never going to be able to do that? Or, you know, we used to go on a, on a family trip every year to, we'd spoil ourselves and go to Hawaii once, mm -hmm. once a week, you know, or once, uh, once a year for a week. And, uh, it's been like now three years and now my youngest doesn't even like have a memory of that even even my oldest or my, my my second child uh he's eight years old you know he was five he's eight now it's, mm -hmm. it's a distant foggy memory and these starts these things start to build up with you and you go man this is really affecting now my kids like childhood you know um we can suck it up but these, these kids don't know any better so yeah i mean we were thinking like where would we go would we go to mexico or you know you start to have these conversations yeah and um it's it sucks because uh yeah, I love love my country. I love Vancouver. 
This is yeah. like, and this is the best spot to be in Canada, man. We're on the side of the ocean, you know, it really is. Um, yeah. So it, it's heartbreaking to have those conversations, but uh, yeah, man, this is a, uh, this is a, it's encouraging, you know, the, the, the truckers and you start to get that hope back for the first time in a couple of years You go, Oh my God. Yes. And then of course it crashes down with the, them being beat in the streets and you're going, Oh my God, it's just an emotional roller coaster, Right. It was insane, man. I watched it every nanosecond of it. Like I, and I'm with you and I feel every time people tell me about their kids, that's what got me out of bed every day, brother. Like I would have done this for free. I just, I went to the wall with this because I'm like, I've got kids. I used to teach kids. I, I, I see the world and how in, all this mass hypnosis and psychosis is just destroying their lives. The teens, oh my God, what they've done to mm -hmm. the teens. Uh, they're loving, they, they always wear their masks, always, because it's like now become a security blanket for them. Mm -hmm. There's like a psychological attachment that is formed to it that has mm -hmm. a symbolic representation and it's not even real. And this is the time when these kids should be out there and getting in the mud and playing sports and, and meeting new people and having relationships. Doing drugs and having know? sex. Come on, get yeah, out there. Drugs rock and roll, man. Like, come on. They got to get out and have some fun. And that that's what I love. And I've, I've got a lot of uh, good friends in, in the States that are listening in too. And um, I'm glad they got their 65 mile trucker convoy happening. Um, but what was so fun about Canada doing this was that the one thing that even I used to critique us on, which was, we're just too nice. We're too mm -hmm. nice. We yeah. we're too polite, right? But in the weird thing, it had to be Canada that started the trucker convoy because it was because of that niceness, that that ability that these people had, millions of Canadians and badass truckers to hold the line and not let their emotions get away and not start a fist fight with some Karen screaming in their window or whatever. They they held the line and they made it a party. They made it a celebration about Canada. And I fell back in love with my country again, man. And I, cause I'd been sitting here crying at, out of the wilderness for years in Canada saying, guys, like there's some, <laughs> it's going to be Venezuela here soon, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you feel like nobody answers, but here we are, man. And it's just a beautiful thing. I cried many times watching the footage and, and going out and me, I've met so many amazing people, uh, these potluck groups that are starting up and it gives you opportunity to get your kids out playing with other kids for like, and so, yeah, I see this, uh, we're, we're not out of the woods yet. This is a long battle, but if we can keep putting the truth out there, it, it will, it will work on its own. We don't even need to do much. We just got to keep, keep putting it out. Just keep putting it out, mm -hmm. keep speaking freely and keep talking to people like, you don't have to agree with me, man, but let's agree on freedom. That's what our country used to be about. If we can agree on freedom, then we can disagree on literally everything else because mm -hmm. then I'm giving you freedom to be you. You're giving me freedom to be me. It's namaste. And then we got a country. Mm. If we go the other way, it's the worst pages of history. So yeah. that's kind of what I've been trying to work with. I'm with you, man. I'm right there with you. What, what's the thing? What's the angle you take with people uh, that are just fast asleep? I say, you, here's a cup of coffee. People? And in the coffee, <laughs> it's... Uh, you know what I do? I start asking questions. I, I've learned mm. that... First of all, the art, because being a coach for so long in my life, you have to meet people where they're at every time, right? Like if I'm, I can't teach something too advanced to these people that have never done this stuff before, right? Or think of any sport, like you got to have the day one. So what I do with those people is I start asking questions to get information from them of where they're at so that I'm learning more about where they're at. And then I tailor it. So like, it depends on what it is. If it's about the vaccine, I immediately just ask them questions like, 
are you aware of the criminal track record of a lot of these companies that we're literally putting blind faith in? And, you know, they'll either roll their eyes or they'll say yes or no. And then I go to the point of, you know, are you aware that, say, Pfizer, for example, literally holds the world record for the biggest criminal fine in human history? You know, and they're still in business, mm -hmm. right? You know that, right? And then you go, okay. And did you realize that they're, they wanted to make you wait till 2085 to show you mm. their, what their science and, and their, their studies. Like if I was selling you vitamins and saying, I've got new vitamins that I'm going to sell you. They're the best in the world. We're using a new technology. They're going to cure all kinds of stuff. Um, but I don't want to show you any of the data. I don't want to show you the research or the efficacy or any of that stuff. Would you buy those vitamins for me? Well, obviously no. So, so why are you going with a company that didn't even want to show you? And then guess what? They were forced by court order to relieve, release all that information inside of eight months. And the first day of the drop, this is probably what they thought, well, this will be the best thing to put out first, right? Shows nine pages with no spaces of debilitating side effects that they found on their own studies. Now, like, and oh, oh and guess what? they're immune from liability and prosecution. So you, if you get any of those nine pages of side effects, you can't even hold them responsible. And the government's gonna pass the buck and you're never gonna get justice. And now you're debilitated. You trust these people with your lives? That, yeah. Sorry, I'm giving you, that's where I would go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it breaks your heart when you see like the, I mean, everyone's trying to do the best that they can with what they, you know, I mean, but man, it would just yeah. crush me when I'd see, you know, parents with their kids and they've all got their sleeves rolled up under the bandaid and they're like, yay. And their kids are like, you know, in grade one or grade two. And you're going, oh my God. But yeah, it's, it's. They dress these people up in superheroes, man. Yeah. They were like, here's, this, here's Captain Marvel to give you a shot. Here's Snoopy to give you, here's free ice cream. Remember they were, they started by bribing us. Did you notice mm. that? And yeah. then they went really quickly to, oh, you're not going to take our free beer for a year and go get a shot. Then we're going to force you. Like, right. what else do you need to know, man? Yeah. And eventually the, the big narrative will be, well, listen, I, no one forced you to. It wasn't forced. You know, you didn't have yeah. to. You, you didn't have to get it done. You know, it'll be all of that sort of language, which will be well, really Well, I go with those people. Sorry, because this is, you're getting me all riled up, kid. Um, <laughs> the, the, there was a sign at the protest in Victoria, and it said, we already got, it's like some double masked person's like, we already have freedom, but thanks anyways, right? And that's the argument people get. And here's my response to that argument is, well, you are free. You, you have a free choice to decide. Yeah, right. Well, okay. If someone's going to rob you at gunpoint and put a gun to your head and say, give me your wallet or I'm going to shoot you in the head. Yeah, they just gave you a free choice, didn't they? But it's the choice mm. between two negatives for you right? Mm, so that's yeah. not choice. That's not freedom. That's why we have something called the Nuremberg Code. So they can't do this shit to you. Mm. And even if it was made out of leprechaun tears out of the Swiss Alps or something, um, <laughs> I still get to choose, right? And that's, that's the point here is the choice thing. Yeah. Big time, man. What else? What else? Well, what, what else, else are you looking into right now? What's, what's on your, I mean, we're all looking at Ukraine and stuff, but like, what's, what's your, uh, what's your rabbit hole these days? Oh man. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know, man. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm the, 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 the war is really fascinating. Um, yeah. I find it fascinating. Even people who are waking up to the mainstream media is lying to me are suddenly now right back on the mainstream media's tit it's when it comes to the war. And I go, wait a second, guys, we already agreed that they're lying to you. So now why are we going to, and that one's really, really sensitive, man, because 
man, war is just, oh, if you even question, I mean, I've had a couple interviews where we question, you know, hey, so why is Russia really going in there and what's happening? And right. yeah, you get, you get people who are just super sensitive, man, because war, I mean, you're taking innocent people and, you know, death and it's really a, a tough thing to even get into. But I am curious to know because I'm, I'm ignorant to a lot of the, the history of the last, you know, 10, 20 years of what happened in that, in that area. I'm quickly trying to catch up. Um, you know, are there U.S. funded bioweapons labs like they're like the one in Wuhan, but in Ukraine? Um, That's been confirmed. So is, is that been confirmed? It yeah, used like, to be a conspiracy theory. Now it's a fact. Right. Sometimes I don't even know when something's confirmed or not. Like the information flies yeah, at you yeah. so quickly. Um, and then you're on to the next thing and you're like, oh, my God, what's what's happening? Um, but yeah, so, I mean, then, I mean, are, are, they, are they attacking those? I mean, then there's like all these high, you know, big, you know, Biden's one of them with his son working out of Ukraine. And I think there's four different big politicians in the States. You probably know this and their kids all work and, and deal with Ukraine. Um, yeah. you know, they're, they're talking about a lot of, you know, trafficking that went through Ukraine, a lot of, uh, a lot of hotspots. Yeah. A lot, yeah. A lot of hotspots for some like gross stuff. And none of that's being talked about. Again, it's not saying war is the right thing. It's just there's right. so much more to the story. That's all. And um, yeah, we're all adults. We should be able to just talk about these things, you know. So that's a, that's what I'm kind of um, hopped up on these last couple of days. However, right now I'm just excited. I don't got to wear a mask tomorrow. <laughs> you know? So I'm gonna take well, a day you can off. Research mask free. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff. I mean, I started, I did a show covering some of the anomalies of just, you know, the fact that they're using video game footage. Like, why do you got to use video game footage? Like, why yeah. do you got to have pictures oh. of models that are holding airsoft rifles and making it look like they're going to go take Putin on by themselves? Like, what's the fakery about? What's with all the virtue signaling? That, that That's my biggest problem is I'm always against the war, okay? Mm -hmm. Unless you're defending yourself. I come from that martial art tradition. You never start fights, but, you know, someone picks on you, you finish it, right? Um, but there is a bigger story to be told. And Ukraine is an interesting place historically, second largest mass in Europe next to Russia. Um, during World War II, it was one of the entry points into the Middle East. Um, there is a huge line of uh, neo-Nazi groups that are working in different parts of Ukraine that are abusing the people. There's even reports that I'm getting from people that I know in Ukraine that are saying that a lot of the stuff, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on at the hand of these neo-Nazi groups, these gangs, because uh, the, go the government just started arming the citizenry. So now all these like these crazy political groups and terrorist organizations are now allowed to walk around with guns. And it's only a matter of time before they start doing stuff. And then the media goes and catches footage of something. We don't know what it is. And then go, look, it's the Russians. They're just killing children in the streets. And it's like, really, though? Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff being hidden in Ukraine, as you know, about what's going on with these uh, different politicians, all the laptops, you know, some weird stuff. So in the end, I'm not I'm on the side of humanity. I'm mm -hmm. I'm I I feel like we have been stuck in a position where the vast majority of the average people around the world are always stuck in the crossfire of these banker wars, these elite wars, these, cause these are big mafias, right? And mm. they mm. fight amongst each other for control just as much as they fight against us. So we just, what I see with Ukraine is we're just caught in the middle yet again. And I just don't believe in coincidences that when George Soros is out there tweeting, I stand with Ukraine, followed by Obama, George Bush, Tony Blair. I'm like, okay, I, I don't stand with those guys. They're international war criminals mm -hmm. and they're in support mm -hmm. of this. So there's something fishy going on. 
And then the fact that I went down to the Canadian protest with my flags on my truck and everything. And I see some guy driving around with Ukrainian flags on his truck. And I saw, and I'm like, Hey, cool. Totally. You know, fine. But then I started getting all these, we saw all these articles where they're like, this is a real protest. Not that trucker thing. You're like, what? We were fighting for our freedom in our country. And that is now we're we're Nazis, but protesting the Nazification of Ukraine is somehow evil. And you it's the only approved message now to yeah. do what you're told. And my problem is the virtue signaling. All these issues is like, I, regardless of what's really going on in Ukraine, a lot of the people that are out there, I support Ukraine. I baked muffins for Ukraine. I changed my profile picture. It's, it's bullshit. It's fake. They don't support mm. any. They don't stand for anything. And they literally, they didn't support Ukraine in 2014. They didn't support the Uyghur uh, slaughter uh, that was going on in, in all these other countries. They're killing off these Muslim groups. They didn't support, uh, you know, a lot of these things that they should have supported. Um, but then when the media says, guys, here's a human crisis, go support it. Everybody's like, well, now I support that. I just don't like the inauthentic nature of it, you know? Well, there's also the states, I believe... Um, when this war was kicking off with the, uh, you know, Russia, Ukraine, the, the states are in bombing a bunch of other countries at the exact same time. And no one's talking about that. Yeah. I can't like remember. Yemen, off, I think yeah. like, yeah, Syria and, you know, it, so like uh, while you're telling everyone to fight for the people and, and virtue signal, they're dropping bombs in other countries. So it's, it's just, uh, it's really, it's, it's aggravating. The thing that, that um, you asked me what I'm kind of into, I'm just realizing now one of the things that I'm kind of really thinking a lot about is this, uh, this idea of a cyber attack and um, right. how Schwab uh, coming out and saying, you know, it's basically not if, it's when, and it'll make uh, the, the COVID pandemic seem like a mild inconvenience in comparison to a, to a cyber attack. And it's very spooky the way he says it. It's like he's just the villain in a movie, the way he says it. And I'm like, oh, my God, honey, we need to, we got to stock up. And so yeah. I, I sort of feel like, you know, the world is a stage. Everyone's an actor, whether they're just playing something out or whether they're fighting amongst each other. It's interesting that you said that because I'm trying to figure that in my, out in my head. Are they, are they mob bosses fighting amongst each other for control? Or are they actually living out a, a pre-written script, you know, um, which I've thought, I know that sounds crazy, but I've, I've, that thought's crossed my mind. And there's a stage being set for, you know, Russia again to be the big bad guy. And um, when there's a, a cyber attack, false flag, it'll be blamed on Russia. And, um, you know, I don't know what the, I don't even really know what a cyber attack looks like. It just doesn't sound good. I think it means we have no electricity and maybe no internet. I don't even quite it get just it. It just attacks all of our infrastructure, right? Right. And so, yeah. um, so, you know, yeah, I, I do think over the next like 12 months, like, man, all these things that because they, they always seem to tell you what's, what they're going to do before they do it, whether that's some kind of rule of karmic law or, or what it is. They always yeah. have to tell you um, in a Hollywood movie repeatedly or in a blatant speech like uh, uh, Mr. Schwab uh, mentioned about the cyber attack. So, um, yeah, I think Russia is going to be the big bad wolf and they'll be blamed for whatever's whatever's coming. You know, because I think it's obviously it's going to start with this war and then maybe the U.S. will get involved and it'll just become like a big thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm totally speculating, but those are the things well, we that all, keep we all are. I mean, we're in yeah. uncharted territory here. I mean, I tend to think that 
I tend to think that a lot of moves that I think these guys wanted to make strategically and they didn't are because of the fact that there's even breaking happening within their own ranks, that there's actually people from within that are fighting. They realize what's at stake. They like, think about, think about the people in the military. A lot of the people that join the military are some of those patriotic people you're ever going to find. They truly love their country that much. That's what drove them to go in. Um, that's the vast majority. And then of course they train them and sort of brainwash them and all that stuff. But there's a lot of good people working in there and they watched all these administrations in the U S and in other countries turning against the will of the people and, and sending troops over to foreign conflicts that ended up just being for mineral control and money and, and opium fields and just not even about what they were told it was about. And so there must have been at some point resistance inside even the military structure of people that were like, I can no longer support this. This is against the best interests of my country. They're lying. Um, and we're seeing the breaking of ranks in the media. I mean, you're one of those people and other journalists, they're just going up and giving the weather report and then saying, yeah, you know, and, and they're lying to you. See you later. Like there's a lot of this, this whistleblower activity coming out, which yeah. tells me the bad guys aren't the only show in town. Evil's mm -hmm. not the only force at work in this world. And as, and, and that we did have an impact by doing peaceful demonstrations and, um, instead of encouraging a war, like, oh, let's go and destroy the parliament buildings and out the government and hang them in the street. Instead of that, it was, let's go celebrate. Let's go set up bouncy castles. Let's go sing songs. Let's go wave flags. Let's go hug each other. Remember hugging? Remember talking and shaking hands? Being human is the best resistance right now because yeah. they want you to be robots. And so that's what I'm advocating for. So as scary as I'm sure it's going to get, this movie isn't over yet. And it does kind of feel like a movie, eh? But whatever's happening, um, if you look at history, there's rising of tyranny and calamity and destruction, followed by years of peace and growth and abundance. And so we're on a cycle on a long term. And I think these guys are just trying to ride the momentous waves. But if we started riding those waves, we can turn it around. And we got to start with exposing the truth. So that's why we need you, kid. We need you to have your show. We need you to be up there. We need you to be able to feed your family and do what you got to do. Uh, we need more voices out there to e even just speculate. Like, do you ever go on the, the news and have them speculate and discuss and think out loud? No, it's scripted. It's teleprompters. People want real people, real thinking. Real. We don't have to get everything right. We literally just have to ask the questions and put the information out as we get it. And so... Um, I want to help support you in any way I can. I know all the people here are going to come and check out your work. Was there any closing uh, comments or ideas or anything you got coming up that you want to let people know about before we shut her down? Um, by the way, thanks for that. Amen, brother. And you you as well. I mean, this this show is a great example of it. Um, man, it'd be, it'd be great to have people listening. Where, do you, where are people listening from? All around the world? Yeah. We got, yeah. Let, show it in the chat, guys. We're in uh, Europe. Um, I've even got people in China. Kidding. Patriots in China. I get mails from them all the time. I got people in the States. I got people in Canada. It's cool. I love this diverse audience we've got. That's so awesome. Um, yeah. If anyone wants to connect with me, you can just go to my website, which is uh, kidcarson.com. K-I-D-C-A-R-S-O-N.com. Um, you know, I'm, I'm new. I'm just kind of getting into the, into the truth spitting game. It's funny because I've been so conditioned to not speak about the truth. It's like not swearing around your grandparents. That you know, there's things that I'm just getting. Uh, you know, there's like a gate on my brain still, uh, on my brain that kind of. I uh, oh wait, no, I can just say it. Oh yeah, I can just say it. I forgot, I can just say it. Um, so yeah, you know, I've, I've 
I'm uh, just a couple of weeks in, but I've got some some fun interviews there with some really smart people. People are a lot smarter than I am. And um, launching soon, I'll be uh, launching my own uh, community where uh, people can nice. can join me there, and we can kind of have a, a more of a safe space to chat. People who are just waking up and they want to ask questions, and uh, a place where I can not worry about uh, Instagram censorship and whatnot. So, so that's all coming hopefully in the next few weeks. But man, it's been it's been awesome being on your show, and uh, it's great. You're so talented at what you do, man. I got to tell you. Oh, thanks, man. I just love what I do. I think that's what it is. You get you get good at the things you love. I'm re- I'm almost like I'm stupid at the things I don't love. So my <laughs> wife will attest to that. This is the one thing I've got. So I appreciate <laughs> it. And brother, it's been amazing to have you on. It's an honor to have you here. It can't be the last time. Please stay in touch. Um, and anything I can do to help you out, I will. Uh, people that are listening in, please go support this man. It's worth it. Look at the shows he's got. Uh, We need to support independent media right now more than ever. And in the end, the truth will win out if we support it and carry that message out and do our best to expose the lies. So, Kid, it's been an honor chatting with you today. Thank you so much for joining me on Truth Warrior, brother. Right on, brother. Thanks, Dave. All right. Have a good one. We're going to let Kid go, and then I'll go through some of the comments with everybody. Um, And uh, let me just say goodbye there. There we go. Wow. Incredible, incredible uh, chat. I just thoroughly had a blast. It's a real deal, man. And there's so many more people that are coming out like this and we need this. We need people from within the mainstream that have access to those people that are maybe just not aware or sitting on the fence so they can talk to them. And, uh, so that's what we're going to try to do is help promote uh, kids show and the work that he's doing. Cause I think we need it. Um, right before we sign off today, guys, first of all, I just want to say thank you to warrior Mima, uh, oh, three. Oh my God. I got a can shades and a cookie from warrior Mima. Thank you so much over on the foxhole. Let me see if I missed anybody else. Uh, also oh, another one from warrior Mima. I got a cookie or wow. You just really love this show. Thank you so much. Um, let me just make sure I catch everybody. Tac 264 got me the shades. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. This helps put food on the table guys to keep the, keep the lights on. Um, and also over on D live, all you amazing people on D live. Thank you so much for those lemons and anybody else that has donated or contributed. And if you can't donate, don't worry about that. That's not what this is about. The best way you can help me is to share this information, share these shows. I've been putting some clips on my telegram. I got a few more as well of my interview with Dr. Mikevitz, just small little clips that can go out there and let people know what's really going on. Please share those out. And let me just quickly say a quick word about my amazing sponsor before we sign off here, guys, because that's important. Um, we've been having a massive growth with our, uh, our movement here. Let me just quickly show you. The URL has changed. We are now over at patriotswitch.com forward slash truth warrior. That was the site that we set up for this endeavor to starve the beast. Um, it's growing like crazy. We're getting all kinds of other influencers and hosts that are on board with this. And what we're trying to do is educate people about how we can make a difference by voting with our dollars, because that's the last vote we have left, uh, as they are rigging all of our elections is where do we spend our money? Where do we put our energy? Who are we supporting? Learning about how to follow the money. This is a really good chart just to show you how all these little tiny seemingly disconnected companies are all bought up and owned by the Procter and Gambles, the Nestle's, the Kraft, the Mars, the Kellogg's, the PepsiCo, the Coca-Cola's, 
the BlackRock and Vanguard people, you know what I'm talking about. We're giving the illusion a choice. So we found uh, some a great Patriot-owned, family-owned company based out of the U.S. Uh, who basically have about 500 products of stuff we buy every day and run out of all the time. And if we can find alternatives like that to shift to companies that do it right, that support freedom, that are built on integrity, you'd be surprised what kind of a, an impact we can have. Since I started this about a year ago, we've already, just our team alone, the amazing people that answered the call, we've been able to shift just over $5 million away from the Walmarts, the Targets, the Costcos. And remember, everything we buy on those shelves, pieces of that money goes to the mainstream media to lie to you and your children. So if we find better alternatives, then we're on the right foot. So uh, patriotswitch.com forward slash truth warriors, the site that we created, but also find, uh, find ways in your own life, in your own community where you can buy local. You can support a local farmer. You can support a local business. In my neck of the woods, people have been getting together and having these potluck meetups, which has just been amazing where people are just sharing food and having live music and real people. Um, you know, learning how to fish, learning, getting into hunting, learning, into, uh, getting into gardening. These are the things we have to do to become independent and to take our money away from the people that are literally trying to enslave us and, uh, and control our resources. So that's what Patriot Switch is all about. That's what the show is all about. So uh, if you want to support independent media, uh, the site is, uh, I just gave it to you and uh, make sure you go and also support people like Kid because I think he's doing great work. That being said, everybody, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this show. It's been epic. I'm going to get back to editing my uh, chapter seven of Cult of the Medics. I hope you got to watch the trailer. You can see it right now over at cultofthemedics.com. And for those of you who are sitting there going, Dave, why do you keep teasing me, man? Just release the damn thing already. Uh, I just hope you guys know I'm a one man show with this. I do my show here. I do Unslaved. I have a father. I got a family. I'm doing all the editing, production, research, writing, voiceovers, the whole deal for that series. So I am working my butt off, heading out to fight the Canadian Revolution on the weekends and then back here. So uh, I am doing the very best that I can and it will come out when it's ready um, because I want to make sure it's polished and make sure that it has the impact that I'm hoping for. So stay tuned. Um, and the other thing I do with this series, by the way, is I didn't edit it all and get it ready before. I do it live, I do it in real time because I wanna have uh, up-to-date clips and information in these chapters so that we can use them as like a time capsule to document the time that we're in. Uh, you're gonna notice that even the seasons change with the footage that I use in these different episodes. Uh, I put a lot of small little details in the background for those of you who are sleuths and, and anons and people that look behind the stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of goodies in there to go fish out. So make sure you go catch up on all six chapters of Cult of the Medics because um, this month, uh, hopefully within the next uh, few weeks, I'll be ready to go with chapter seven and I'll let you guys know more about that. Check it out on the Telegram channel, check it out on the website and stay in touch. Thank you, everybody. Love you lots. Freedom's going to win. Truth is going to win. And we'll catch you next time. Cheers, everybody.